Blog Talk Radio. We all have inner work to do. Real Life, Real Faith is an opportunity to connect with Cheryl and her guests as they take you on a journey to help you become your authentic self. Whether you need help goal setting, developing coping skills, or connecting with a power greater than yourself, Cheryl is here to walk with you on your path to personal transformation. Get inspired as Cheryl lets you become an active participant or just sit back and glean from the messages delivered. It's Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Pastor Danny Hudson is a passionate and skilled praise and worship leader, teacher, motivational speaker, and singer-songwriter. He devotes his life to bringing inspiration to others through music and teaching. In 2014, Pastor Hudson founded Calvary Worship Center, a non-denominational ministry whose mission is to bring healing and hope to the hurting and downtrodden. While serving in the military, Pastor Hudson began to hone his skills as a singer and songwriter. He had his first writing published in the Fort Hood, Texas newspaper in 1981. From there, he received many requests to write and read poetry in church and other venues. Eventually, he would join an awesome choir called God's Children, which performed all over the state of Texas. Pastor Hudson also wrote for a group called the Sons of Faith, made up of a few of the men from God's Children Choir. Throughout his career, Pastor Hudson has continually enjoyed music, both singing and writing. And tonight, Real Life Real Faith is pleased to have with us back in the person of Pastor Danny Hudson. Pastor Hudson, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Pastor Hudson, are you there? Okay, let's see here. One moment. We are experiencing some technical difficulties. Let me see if I can work. I have no one on the board tonight, so let's see here. All right. Pastor Hudson, can you hear me now? Oh, perhaps I should say, I should let you know that we can't hear you. Let me see what's going on here. Just hold on one second, everybody. We're trying to work out this technical issue. Not sure what's going on. It is not allowing me to unmute. Any of the callers. Let's see. Hold on one second. We're going to try to get this worked out real quick. You know, while I'm doing that, I am going to go ahead and uh, let's see. Okay, wait a minute. I think we might have it here. Let's see. Okay, give it a few more minutes. And while we're while we're trying to get that worked out, I just wanna. Okay, 
Okay, so I'm, I'm understanding that it's actually knocking people off for some reason. I'm not sure exactly what's going on here with our um, technology right now, but we will get it fixed in just a few minutes. In the meantime, I guess I can give a few tidbits about some of the things that are happening in our country. Um, we know just the other day the health care bill was not passed. Uh, let's see. Okay. So let's see, if if the person is on the board, if you could go ahead and open up the mics for me, because for some reason I'm not able to open them up for Pastor Hudson. Pastor Hudson, can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm here. Can you hear me? Wonderful, yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on. But uh, we're glad to have you here on Real Life Real Faith tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I am so glad to be here tonight. Absolutely. Listen, I just wanted to, wanted to give you an opportunity to tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Well, you know, I, I heard your introduction, first of all, and I was like, well, what more do I really need to say? <laughs> uh, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was very, very well. Um, you know, I, I am Pastor Danny Hudson. Uh, I pastor a church here in uh, Georgia called Calvary Worship Center. Um, and uh, I enjoy music. I enjoy singing. And uh, I was very fortunate in January of this year to release my debut CD called Wash, Wash Me All Over, uh, mm-hmm. a project that was really created out of much of the pain that I experienced as being a Christian, going through things like rebellion and stubbornness and just drawing away from God. But I was able to be able to pin together these words in this song and this project that really tells a story about my life when you really look at all the songs that are on it. And so I am just prayerful today that this project will be certainly an encouragement to those who hear it but really take the time to listen to the lyrics of the words. And, and you'll find my story somewhere from that first song to the very last. You'll, the, you'll see the journey that I have gone through. And the title song in this project, Wash Me All Over, you know, was a song that I wrote uh, about 10, a little over 10 years ago. Uh, but it was really a song that caught me in a dark place in my life. And, and it found me in a place where, I was wondering, did God love me? Did I even love God? And where, where was I really going in life? And, mm-hmm. and there is a song called No Place Like Home because I believe everybody has had that prodigal son experience in their walk with Christ. And yet I found out that there's really no place like home. There's always something good waiting for us in the Father's house. And, and so I was able to come to myself and make that trip back home. And God was there waiting for me with open arms. And, and I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for that. And, and that's why we put this project out. We just believe that it's going to bring hope, it's going to bring help, and it's going to bring comfort to those who take the time to listen to this project. Well, you know, one of the things we like to talk about a lot here on uh, Real Life, Real Faith is, is living out our life purpose. And for me, I like to call it the life assignment, that thing that we were intentioned to do here on earth. And I, I just wanted to ask you, 
Can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you feel like your life purpose is? I know you do a lot of singing and a lot of ministry, but what do you think your life purpose is? Well, in a simple form, my life purpose, uh, God put me on this earth to inspire people, to help people in the ways of counseling, mentoring, but really to be an inspiration to people to unveil the gifts that God has already put in them, to teach them how to bring those gifts out, to teach them how never to give up, to keep fighting, mm-hmm. to persevere, to, that no matter that who you are, God has put you on this earth for a purpose. God has designed you for success. And God has put me here as a humanitarian to really, and as a teacher, and again, as a mentor and a counselor, to really help people understand who they are and what they mean to God mm-hmm. and how much that God is really interested in them being successful in their lives. And so every day when I wake up, I strive to be that light uh, to the world, to somebody, to that, be that inspiration to somebody, to kind of help and guide them along the way. Because, you know, we, we live in a society now where there are many people who go through depression they're going through these things, stages of wanting to give up and, you know, want to throw in the towel. And, you know, the Bible says that we are the light of the world, that, that we don't light a candle and hide it under a bush, but, you know, we, we set it up so people can see who we are. And I just believe that's why God put me here. God put me here to inspire people not only through teaching and counseling, but also through music. And so that's why we do a combination of both, because all of that is part of the purpose that God has put me on the earth for. You know, and as I'm listening to you, I'm uh, recognizing that that is those are some of the ways that you bring out your purpose is through counseling and and ministering to people, not only with uh, like you know the normal counseling sessions and things that we see, but also through your music. And I think that you know music is one of those things that tends to be universal, regardless of you know what your ethnicity is or your nationality is. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if you speak the same language. Somehow you. Uh, somehow music tends to transcend those barriers and allow us to be able to communicate with one another and, 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 and for me even, feel closer to God. I think that music is a strong tool that we can use to bring, um, to bring us all together. Um, well, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say it's very interesting that the Bible says that we should sing unto God's spiritual songs and make melody in our heart. And I, I totally agree with you there is that music is a universal language. And the right kind of music can take people to places uh, that, that really will blow their mind. And when, when we decided to make music, we wanted to make music that will draw people closer to God. In other words, take them to a place that as this song is playing out, as they're listening to the beat or the lyrics, that this song will take them to a place. You know, for instance, a song like Wash Me All Over, Wash My Hands, Lord, Make Them New, Wash My Heart, Bring It Closer to You, Wash My Mind, Fill It With Peace. Those kind of lyrics, you know, prayerfully we say to people, when you, when you hear these songs, go with the music, go with the lyrics, and see what God is really trying to say through the music to you. And what we're finding is, is that when people do this, that particular brand of music, I mean, it heals the heart, it soothes the mind, it soothes the soul. 
And when when we find out and get that kind of feedback, then we know that we've accomplished what we've tried to do in this music. So now you talked a little bit earlier about um, your journey and how, you, you know, you, like many of us, had the prodigal son, prodigal daughter experience and, and was able yes. to find your way back to God. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Tell us what that experience was, was like for you, something that was maybe significant in your life that you had to overcome and how, how you overcame it. Well, you know, I, a lot of that is based on when I read the story of the prodigal son, and, and you'll notice that in that story, which most of us know, uh, the prodigal son started out by saying, give me. Give me what's mine. And so that distraction away from God always starts with this thing called selfishness, just basically being selfish. And I remember in a, in a, at a time in my life that that's where I was, being selfish, sort of arrogant. You know, we think we can do things on our own. We think that we know everything. And, and many times when God is telling us to trust him, uh, all the distractions of the world tells us to do something else. And sometimes we just get big and bad enough that we want to try and do things on our own, even when the Word of God is telling us totally different. And I just remember mm-hmm. coming uh, to a place in my life, you know, almost losing everything. And it's very interesting that many times in rebellion that God has to bring you to that point of basically losing everything. And I was at that point in my life, and I had to, again, come to myself. And I had to realize that all the time that God never stopped loving me, that God was never, never far from me. He was always there. And he was just simply looking for me to make that decision one day in my heart, to repent in my heart, to say to God, you know, I'm sorry, because everything that I really needed was always in Father's house. And so get into the, just going to the bottom going into loneliness, going into depression, mm-hmm. but yet at, one, at some point in my life saying, you know what, this is really not the God that I serve. And so wow. I, had to make, I had to make that decision because when I realized that, you know, God designed me for success, God didn't desire, design me to be in the pig pen of life. God didn't design me to be in loneliness and depression. God didn't design me for that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you had to have that experience. He came to himself. He looked around, and that's mm-hmm. what I did. I looked at my surroundings, mm-hmm. and I said, how did I get here, and what am I doing here? And, that, and at that moment, and, I, I, and I, I, I clearly remember driving down the street and tears coming to my eyes, and I just said to the Lord, I just need you to wash me all over. Mm-hmm. Because I, wow. I don't want to be like this. Yeah. I, I need you to wash mm-hmm. me all over, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my journey. That's how I, 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 I came from that place of darkness into really the marvelous mm-hmm. light of Jesus Christ and his unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, and I'm so thankful that I came to myself and I made it back from that. Wow. Well, I know that getting into the music industry is not an easy task, and and I'm sure that your journey in that particular area probably was not easy. I'm sure you heard a lot of people that 
told you that what you're getting ready to do probably wouldn't work or um, you probably had people that you thought would be in your corner that at the end of the day just simply were not there. How were you able to overcome that? Because there are a lot of people that, that want to do things. They, they may even know what their purpose is. They may even have an idea of how to live that out. But then when you have a lot of people around you who are naysayers and continually feeding you negativity, it can be difficult to reach or to manifest those things that God wants you to do in your life. So how did you, what was something that you did to overcome those challenges? Well, I'll say first, you're absolutely right. Um, Being in ministry, teaching is my comfort zone. When we decided to do this project, um, you know, yes, there were were naysayers. Um, If I could count the number of musicians when I approached them with this project who just kind of blew me off or didn't really take me serious, didn't think that I, you know, it was really relevant. And and thank God for a young man, Mr. Joseph Cunningham, Cunningham Enterprises, who decided, you know, to help me with this project. But there were people, there, there have been those who have not supported the project, uh, whether it's just listening to the music or even purchasing the music. And being an independent artist when nobody knows who you are, you know, that's a tough mm-hmm. heel to climb, you know. And, and yet... I always have to bring back the word of God, which is my inspiration every day. Even when the Apostle Paul says things like this, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And so if I I know that God has designed me for success, and God is interested in my success, and so God kind of puts his name on the line for me to be successful. And so when I think about that and I think about the obstacles that I see in my life, you know, we serve a God that moves mountains. We serve a God who breaks chains. We serve a God who causes walls to fall. And that's all these things are. They, they become these mountains or they become these walls that are in our lives. That, But God, who is an overcoming God and a possibility God, then I have to trust in him. That's why the word of God says that we walk by faith and not by sight. The just live by faith. And so I had to take this faith walk, even though I had all these obstacles in front of me, even though people said it wouldn't work, even though people said by their behavior that they were not going to support it, I had to remember who I served. This is the same God who I told to wash me all over. This is the same God who who told me that there is really no place like home so you can come back home. And so... You know, one of the things that we teach in our church, and, and I put this thing into practice, is I start to circle the promises of God. God keeps his promises. He keeps his word. He always keeps his word. And so when we trust in him and do what he asks us to do, we know that on the other end of it, God is going to do what he says that he is going to do. And so I overcome. I overcome by faith. I overcome because I understand God of who he is. The Bible says we cry, Abba, Father, because we have to know him as Father. And when we know him as Father, we know that he'll take care of his children. And so every day I'm on this faith walk. I'm trusting God. I'm believing God. I'm never giving up. I'm persevering because those are, the, those are really the traits that what believers do. And when we continue to do those kinds of things, God will always do what he says he's going to do. Well, everybody, that is Pastor Danny Hudson, and he's released his debut album, Watch Me All Over, as an independent artist. This project consists of songs written out of the pain and loneliness of being apart from Christ, but understanding you can always come home. 
The journey has been especially rewarding in that many of these songs written 10 to 15 years ago have come to life and are touching so many lives. This project is a story. It's a journey. It's almost a symphony of years played out by the heart of a servant who has gone from faith to rebellion, slipping in the dark world of loneliness. However, he has the courage to come to himself and know even though he has been in the pig pen of life, there is always comfort in Father's house. So, Pastor Danny Hudson, please let our listeners know how they can find out more about what you're doing, how they can contact you, and definitely how they can get a copy of your new debut album, Wash Me All Over. Amen. Well, first of all, I, I, you can reach me at Twitter at Danny B. Hudson. That's B like boy. My website is at DannyHudsonMusic.com. I'm on Facebook at Danny Hudson. And, and like my Facebook uh, fan page, which is Danny Hudson Music on Facebook. Uh, the project is available on all of the social outlets on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, Rhapsody, Spotify. Uh, any digital downloads, you can go to any of those sites uh, for physical copies of the. If you want a physical autographed copy of this music, go to www.dannyhudsonmusic.com or you can order it from CD Baby. And I, I'm looking uh, forward to hearing from you. Uh, I think that you'll like this music, and I believe that it's going to bless your heart. Well, Pastor Danny, thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Real Life, Real Faith. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you, and I just pray that God will favor and continue to bless your life and everything that you do. Amen. Thank you so much. Everybody, that was Pastor Danny Hudson. He, uh, like I said, just released his debut album, Wash Me All Over. Go out and get a copy of that. Connect with him on Facebook, Twitter, um, and also anywhere that fine music is sold, you can get a copy just for yourself. We'll be back in just a moment with Dr. Cozette White here on Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Back in a moment. This is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants. Today, little girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space. Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures, a stock for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college. This is beyond a simple donation. It's the opportunity for America to invest in its kids, and take an active stake in the future of the country. The return on your investment isn't money. What you get back is knowing you protected our potential. So one day, that potential can grow up to become surgeons and architects, executives and engineers, people who can change the future just by being a part of it. My name is Alicia, and I am your dividend. 
Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Positive affirmations are an extremely effective tool for programming your subconscious mind and changing your core beliefs. Tonight, Dr. White is going to share her new book, Attracting the Best. Uh, If you're looking for ways to reprogram your attitude, your behavior, your thoughts, centered on wealth, prosperity, abundance, then you need to make sure that you pay attention to everything that Dr. White has to say on tonight. This is something that she says all the time. What we think about, we bring about. I like that. What we think about, we bring about. She is a true believer in the law of attraction, as it does work. She thinks what we speak will manifest, and I co-sign on that 1,000 and 10% because the word tells us that we have the power of life and death in our tongue. I just said something about that earlier today. We have to make sure that we're careful about the things that we speak and put into the atmosphere because they will eventually come about. Real Life, Real Faith tonight welcomes Dr. Cosette M. White. Um, Thank you so much for joining us here tonight, Dr. White. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me to the show to just uh, share this book, this uh, piece of work that I've done with your listeners, your your listeners. Absolutely. Tell them a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. I know that they um, they call you the money coach, so tell us about that. Absolutely, sure. First of all, I like to always say to those that are listening, first of all, I am a woman of God, first and foremost. I am a mom of two. I am a sister, a daughter, and a granddaughter as well. But uh, when it comes to my career, what is it that I do? I teach individuals. I teach business owners, but I teach them how to gain clarity and focus with their finances, to get really crystal clear about where their money is going how it affects them, and how to uh, build a legacy, build wealth so that um, they have something for the next generation. For our business owners, I teach them about increasing that bottom line, that profit, the profit margins, um, and just watching their operational budgets and things of that nature. So that's who I am, somewhat in a nutshell, for those of you who are clueless about uh, who Dr. White is, the money coach. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, something you said was very, very important, and and we talk about this quite a bit on the broadcast, but that whole piece about leaving a legacy or having a legacy, especially in the African-American community, I I think that we are still struggling to get to the point where where we do that. You know, our mindsets a lot of times are, you know, as soon as our children reach 18 years old, you kick them out of the house, make them go get a job, or, you know, we we don't really do a lot with uh, uh, learning how to save money or how to invest money and things like that. So could you kind of particularly speak to that piece uh, where it it, it involves particularly African-American people and creating a legacy and how important that is? Absolutely, sure. First of all, you know, for us, our people, the African-American community, I think, first of all, we have to change our mindset. We have to change the way we think. We have to get rid of the uh, mentality of I don't have or, you know, that, that lack mentality. So it has to start there. You know, a lot of the problems that we see in our community, you know, they're they're somewhat um, – Part of our environment, so to speak, you know, we grew up, I grew up, and I'm going to speak for myself, I grew up, and very, my friends and similar others, 
you know, we grew up in a, in a generation where we saw our parents, our grandparents, our parents more so, spending a lot of plastic and just swiping the cards at the the department stores, et cetera, not really having a true understanding of what that they needed to pay those bills. <laughs> the bills came in the mail. You know, as a kid, we wasn't told to go get the mail, and we didn't see the parents open the mail. But it kind of starts back there with the environment that we're in. Um, and we just, we as a community, we need to shift that. We need to start being um, stewards. We need to start being aunts and uncles and teaching our youth, teaching them about money, the value of money, what money can do for you. Money is 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 a tool, and the more tools we have, the more we can do with them. You know, it's just like the more toys that a kid has in the toy box. Not to say that they can do more with them. They could probably destroy them more. But it's it's the more you have, the more you can do and save and grow and leave a legacy for the next generation. You know, we, we are lacking in so many so many areas, so many areas, financially speaking, but it's just really getting the word out and educating the next. That's how I look at it. Each one, teach one, really. Yeah. So when you when you think about the terms like wealth, prosperity, abundance, what what comes to your mind? How how would you define those three terms? That's a really good question because that's kind of what I'm talking about in my book. But when we talk about wealth, you know, wealth is one of those words that it truly holds so much. You know, it's 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 more than money. It's about wisdom. It's about confidence. It's about, you know, your swag. It's about family. And it's 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 about love. That's what I think about when I think about wealth. When I think about abundance, to me, abundance as well is more than money. It's about freedom. It's about the choices that we have. It's about deciding and watching what you decide to manifest in your life. Um, you know, it's an awakening. It's spirituality. And all of those things translate financially. When I think about mm-hmm. prosperity, you know, if I take the root uh, verb, the root word of it, prosper, and put it into action, um, you know, so if I if I endeavor, if I desire, if I make a bold, non-negotiable decision, you know, I can experience wealth and abundance. But the only way I can have that is through taking action to prosper. So mm-hmm. I've got to do something about it. I can't just say that oh, I want a pros, I want prosperity. It's something that without action, it's almost like a waste of time. So that's how I put those three words into action, wealth, prosperity, and abundance. And I think you would probably agree with me, Cheryl, that if we were to ask 100 people or even 10 people what do those three words, wealth, prosperity, and abundance, mean, we'd get a different response from each of them because wealth, really depending on where one is, their stage in life could mean a lot of different things. A 20-year-old is going to think, uh, totally different as to what wealth means compared to a 40, 50, 60-year-old, you know? Absolutely. You're right about that, very right about that. So you, you talked about actions, and when I hear you speak about actions, it sounds like you're saying that we probably need to learn or we need to create some habits that will help us to uh, move ourselves towards prosperity and abundance. So uh, when you talk about habits, are, do you think that they're learned or do you think that they're formed? And regardless of that, can they can you reprogram the types of habits that you that you have? 
Good question. Good question. I personally believe some of our habits are formed, and then we have some that they're just learned habits. And most definitely we can reprogram and unwind the bad habits. You know, we hear that it takes 21 days to change or shift your mindset. That's just 21 days to begin shifting. It takes more than 21 days to really unwind and shift your mindset and begin to reprogram the way that we think, the way that we feel our our feelings, our values about whatever it may be. But in this particular situation, we're talking about money, you know, money, um, prosperity and abundance. And yes, you can definitely reprogram, but it takes repetitive um, action. It takes repeating it over and over and over. And that's one thing that the affirmations are doing. When we are saying an affirmation, we are a Affirming something that we want to manifest. We are affirming, we are stating something that we want to happen into our lives. Now, we're not just stating it once, twice, three times. When we say reprogram, shift, change a habit, we're repeating it over and over and over and over and over again throughout the day, throughout the month, throughout the year until we really see it manifest into our lives. Now, one thing that holds true is that it's not going to happen when we want it to happen. It's going to happen in God, on God's term when he wants it to happen. But you are putting it out there in the universe. You are stating it. And what, what you said earlier, what we think about, we bring about. What we state, mm-hmm. what we release from our tongue, which is very powerful, good, bad, or otherwise, will definitely manifest or come into our life. If we constantly speak negative affirmations unconsciously then those things will somehow just continue to be in our lives but when we start shifting and thinking more positive i am a money magnet i am a woman of god those things will transpire transpire those things will manifest into our lives um and and they'll just happen <laughs> you know what i'm saying they're, they're just happening yeah, because you're speaking it right Right. So, look, you you say 30 days of affirmations. Why not an entire year, an entire 365 days? Well, that goes back to what I was just saying about takes 21 days to uh, shift your mindset, so on and so forth. I decided to go with 30 days because um, I decided to do the 30 days simply because I want people to take the book, take the material, really digest, really use it as a tool to meditate, um, a tool for devotion. There's pages in there where you can um, you can write your journals, you can write your money intention, your wealth intention. What is it that you're grateful for? But I don't want I didn't want to do a whole year simply because I want them to take the material and like I said, repeat. Repeat, 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 repetitive, mm-hmm. so that they are getting what it is that they need. You know, uh, 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 affirming what they want and speaking what they want, and it's going to happen. It's going to fall into their lap when they least expect it. The law of attraction. You know, I'm a true believer in journaling, and I think that that um, that's great that you've done that with this particular book in order to um, help people to maybe write down some things with regards to their uh, their finances. Because I, sometimes I don't think we really give it the kind of attention that we actually need to. Um, and 
like you said, I think some of it has to do with our mindsets, with the way perhaps that we were brought up, the way that we maybe think about money and things like that. So the journaling, I believe, if nothing else, should help people to kind of hash out or kind of figure out where they want to be or where they are right now. So I appreciate the fact that it does have some journaling involved. Everybody, this is Dr. Cosette White. We're talking to her about her new book, Attracting the Best. She has some very, very interesting ideas about how to make that happen. And so, Dr. White, what I want to do now is to ask you, you know, we like to talk about wisdom. What kind of wisdom would you offer to our listeners right now? What type of wisdom would I offer to our listeners, to the listeners? I I just really want to say um, to you all to just watch the words that you say. And and one thing that I always leave and I always say is learn to pay yourself first. Pay yourself first, whatever Mm -hmm. you do. I don't care what financial situation you're in. It's critical that you learn to pay yourself first, especially for those emergency situations, especially if we're talking about leaving a legacy, you know, retirement, so on and so forth. So that's what I would like to leave um, with those of you that are listening and anyone that will maybe even listen a little later. Okay. And what about your challenge? What about your 14-day challenge? Oh, yes, (laughs) the (laughs) 14-day challenge. And that's all part of when we talk about – Mind shift and habits changing. 14 days. Listen, you all, I always give a challenge to everyone, and that is the next 14 days what I want you to do is write down all of your income and all of your expenses. You'll be amazed at how much, you, at how much money you are blowing and how much you could be saving. You know, you, some of you out there are probably saying to yourselves, negative, converse, negative conversation, I'm broke, I don't have, I wish I had a few extra dollars to do this with the kids, I wish I could pay off this bill. I guarantee you if you take this exercise, write down everything you spend, everything, including your monthly household expenditures for the next 14 days, any money that you have coming in, your payroll check, any, you know, your uh, entrepreneur, whatever money you have coming in, gifts, birthdays, write it down. When you get to the end of 14 days, Take a look at where your money is going. Keep your receipts. Keep the receipts. Keep a little notebook with you in your purse, your bag, in the car, whatever, and just journal what you're spending for the next 14 days. On that last day, look at things, and I guarantee you it will be an eye-opener. I guarantee you. I usually can find about $250 very easy. <laughs> right. Don't be scared. Oh my goodness. I don't know. Y'all no, don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared. This is a reality <laughs> check, really what it is. It's a reality check. And this is where we start. This is when I sit with everybody, this is where we start. They can be gathering their paper or whatever, their bills while we're, you know, going through some things, but this is your homework for the next fourteen days. Oh, wow. Dr. White, listen, I want you to tell our uh, listeners how they can get in contact with you, how they can get a copy of the book and find out anything else that you might be doing in the near future. Yes, the book. You guys can purchase the book. It is on Amazon.com, or you can head over to the book's website, which is Attracting the Best, to learn more, AttractingTheBest.com. To learn more about myself, the services that we offer at my financial home, and just to learn maybe a little bit about who I am and everything that I do, the website is myfinancialhome.com. 
Again, that is myfinancialhome.com. And for those of you who are business owners and maybe you are uh, flatline or maybe you are um, have the fluctuations in your business, we are doing an eight-city tour. We start at the end of April. We will be in Mobile, Alabama, April 28th and 29th. Then we come back to Los Angeles, California, May 6th and 7th. Then we head to Alexandria, Virginia, June 3rd and 4th. We'll be in Phoenix, Arizona, June 24th and June 25th. Then we're taking the summer off, picking things up in Houston, Texas in August, August 26th and 27th, New Orleans, September 23rd and 24th, and we're wrapping things up in um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, November 11th and 12th. If you are a business owner and you are struggling, we will be teaching you strategic techniques for improving your bottom line, your profit margins, your profitability, so on and so forth. We will also be teaching strategies on sales, marketing, and branding, and a few other surprises that will be um, announced at the conference. So you can find out more information at uplevelintensiveweekend.com. Again, that is uplevelintensiveweekend.com. Hopefully, I'll have an opportunity to meet some of you at one of the cities that I'll be stopping in. Dr. White, you took the words out of my mouth. I am here in Houston, August 26th, 27th. So one of those days we need to get together. Maybe we can get you on the uh, television broadcast as well. Absolutely. 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 Houston, here we come. (laughs) Right. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. White. You are welcome. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you for the blessings. Absolutely. Everybody, that was Dr. Cosette White. Please make sure you get a copy of her uh, new book. Um, and it is available on Dr. Cosette, give us that give us that website one more time. It's available on Amazon.com or you can head over uh-huh. to attractingthebest.com. Attracting the best com. Attracting the best. Attracting the best. Yes. Dot com. Got it. And uh, to find out more about her, her website is myfinancialhome.com. Um, you can also connect with us on real, um, Facebook at Real Life Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan, on Twitter at Real Faith Mag, on Instagram at Real Life Real Faith, or you can head over to our website, Real Life Real Faith Media. And as always, we want to remind you that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. See you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Be blessed. Amen.